the episode, it's not just me, right? The episode was kind of lit, right? I it definitely so. had its moments. I, I could have sworn I almost fucking, I was screaming at the TV. I was like, fucking Fessy. Every goddamn season. And I felt like this season, he was doing better than most. At least he wasn't such, like, so fucking unlikable as he has been in the past. I'm not tripping, right? You're not tripping. Uh, I mean, I, at this point, am expecting him to be an asshole and an idiot. So but it's, it's like, like we were all ruined for you. It was going so good. Why can't you just shut the fuck up and listen? Uh, you were rooting for him. I'm never going to be rooting for Fessy. <laughs> what, what can I say? I want to like Fessy. I want to like him, but it's just like every fucking season, one thing after another fucking thing. You can't, I can't. He wants to be the next him. CT, but he doesn't have the likable qualities of a CT. Well, CT when he started. Early CT. Was, wasn't exactly a fan favorite, so... I loved early day CT. Early day I'm, CT was super problematic. He was picking on little guys, him. he was picking on gay guys, like... Yeah, I remember always having a bad, bad taste in my mouth about punching the gay guy for no reason. Even though I don't think that was part of the reason. Wait. It's just not very good optics. Wait, who did he punch? Little uh, uh, Davis. Little, but Davis. Poor oh. Davis. He punched. I totally didn't remember that he punched. Uh, yeah, it was, I think it was, uh, cut, it was on cut Infernal Infernal Three, and uh, but he Davis likes to get drunk and get reckless no, though. But he but wasn't this, doing anything at the time. CT walked up to him and said, uh, "It was Davis's rookie season." And he goes, "Hey kid, do you think you can? Uh, you can take a punch?" And Davis's like, "Yeah, I, I can take a punch." And just bam, just popped him right there. And Never. the next thing you know, he has a shiner. And he's crying in the bathroom. When CT gets sent home, Derek comes in as a replacement, and Derek gets a championship. You know what I just realized? How many times does CT got to leave people crying in the bathroom? You got Davis. <laughs> you got DM. How many other people Adam. was left crying in the bathroom? Adam. I'm sure, I'm sure Adam was. <laughs> There's a wake of bathroom tears due to CT. What about CT. Frank? Him and Frank always used to got into it. I'm not Frank, Frank I'm, fan. Yeah. I tried with Frank. Frank. He got in Frank's face, uh, Anastasia, after they hooked up, and then he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, that was that. (laughs) Anyway, so today's episode is going to be brought to you by Seagram's VO Gold. It's a pretty okay whiskey. If you only want to spend 20 bucks, it gets the job done. But I'm going to go ahead and bring this episode in. What's really good, Pasteurs? Welcome to another episode of Love, War, Challenges. I am... MTV Malik. He is Tyler Louder. She is Becky at Gift Master Bex. What's really good, gang, gang, gang? We're shaking with y'all. <laughs> Nothing That's much. you, Becky. <laughs> Jesus Christ, feel free to match my energy at any time. I'm just excited! I'm really not listen, excited. Listen, listen, listen. Know what this episode <laughs> did to me? It knocked all that out. So I, I'm ready yeah. to go. Yeah, yeah it, was I mean, the epi- it was the episode, episode yeah. <laughs> it was episode, the episode, it was alcoholism. <laughs> I was going to say, this episode did have me up in arms a little bit more than the rest Hold of on, them. Hold on, stop. <gasps> What's up, Anita? How you doing, Anita? Thank you for joining us. What's really good? Happy to have you with us. You guys ready to kick this episode Hi. off? Tell all of your fan members right now to come also watch. <laughs> Everybody should watch. Share. Everybody should yeah, watch. No, let's let's let, let's jump into this. This is a very exciting episode. <laughs> I feel like uh, this episode provided a lot of um, 
character development that we really don't get to see in a lot of episodes uh, throughout the challenge. And it wasn't necessarily like, well, it wasn't necessarily like crazy drama, but I'm just, and this is like a foreshadowing of what we're going to talk about, but I feel like we got a really good in-depth look on uh, some veteran relationships that are outside Mm -hmm. the game of like best friends and like, you know, can you trust each other in a game setting? We saw like rookies like develop and we see like motivations and it like opens my heart to like a rookie that we'll get to it that I was like, I don't care if they ever return. And now I'm like, bring them back every season, please. They are one of my favorite rookies now. I love everything about them. But I just think there was a really <laughs> good double, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, you know, gobble. Humor- you know, you know what sucks gobble. about them bringing Gobble here? He's really just a poor man's version of Antonio. Is all he is, right? <laughs> like, but no, I just a really good episode with good character development, um, oh, uh, an entertaining, fun, challenging daily that brought out fears, which is what we like because it's can you push through that, um, and just questionable moves throughout the episode. I just think this episode kind of had it all without having like the sex drama. That's the you know they didn't have to rely on that to have a good episode. <laughs> What's wrong with the sex drama? It's just lazy. It's just lazy, like motivation of driving an episode. It's part of the show. Yeah, anyway. sex sells. I get it. But anyways, let's well, go ahead and jump into have the- a little bit of sex drama with mm-hmm. Ashley dropping Nelson. <laughs> Sorry, yes. I hit my mic. I warned you. Stop hitting. <laughs> anyway, moving on to a block drama. <laughs> um, the uh, production really focused in on um, Chico on how the rookies are feeling. Chico, what's up? What's up, Chico? Was really good. But he, he makes some of the best collages out there. Love it every time he does that. But um, the, one of the Chico's main things the that they're talking about is the onslaught of the vets on the rookies. The vets are fucking the rookies up, and they are feeling it. Um, just not even going over the drama, just kind of with your guys' opinion. How do the rookies stop this onslaught? What is their game plan? I mean, of course, you go, of course you're going to want to, individually, you want to link up with a vet, but how do the, the rookies overall Stop this onslaught. Stop this massacre of them getting taken out every single week. Who wants to kick it off? I, I know what to do. Take it away. I know what to do. Because I watched this show as if I was a contestant in the show and I put myself in situations. Really, what a rookie needs to do is they need to walk up to a vet that is kind of not at the top of the food chain, but is feeling a little bit uneasy about the game. They're kind of um, they're anxious. They're getting paranoid. And just be like, hey, I actually don't want to work with the rookies. I will be your number one mole. You just protect me until I'm the last rookie, and I will give you all the information you need. And once you got that, you just start snaking your way through. I want to stop you there. I think you're 100% right. That does work on an individual level. But what do, what do the rookies as a whole have to do? That'll work for one, two, maybe three people. But they're dwindling in numbers. How do they stop it? Becky? I mean, the only thing they can do, I think, is you win. You got the answers, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> you wrong, Tyler. I wasn't wrong. Be wrong, was, be wrong was, in the no, corner. You narrow. were right. I'm just it, yeah, it, would, I'm it just definitely works narrow. Becky. But yeah, I, it's just they need to start winning. That's the thing. They need to, you know, get where they need to be and they need to start making moves. Like they should have bonded together since day one. They didn't. Um, I mean, the fact that they didn't like think to themselves, they're going to come after us first. We need to get together and hopefully we can have enough votes and work with some vets to get rid of some of the stronger players. Like, it's just crazy to me that that's not what happened. That's what I would do if I was in their shoes. 
I do think you're 100% right, but if the rookies aren't winning dailies, they can't really do shit. Uh, our new uh, Anita, what's up, Anita? Jumps in and says, in order to stop the rookies, in, in order to stop the rookie rookie team going in, a rookie that wins elimination needs to take a vet from a vet team so there are no rookie rookie teams. You are absolutely right. Unfortunately, what this format has done, though, being able to send people in individually has kind of negated that for a large part. Um, I think it sounded good on paper, but once we actually see it working, the fact that you don't have to, because does, like, does Huey go in if Ashley is attached? Probably not. You're probably going after lower ranking vets. Of course, rookie rookie teams are going to have to get this work off top. But being for the fact that you could pick individually, it kind of messes all up. It's one of the biggest criticisms I have for this for this season. But going ahead here's, and moving on. Oh, go ahead. Hit well, me. Here, I, I just, here, here's one more thing. Um, you can just be the quietest rookie around. Be a rookie that is decent and performing. Make sure that you're not the worst performing rookie. Make sure you're not talking the loudest out of all rookies. And kind of just hang back because eventually history will repeat itself. And veterans, we've already seen it here. We'll talk about it. But veterans will come for each other. Because eventually, they all get paranoid, and they're like, I got to strike first before they strike on me. So if you can be that type of rookie that can, like, wait it out a little bit and, like, survive a few, you might be able to get to the point where vets are picking each other off, and then all of a sudden, boom, you're weaving. Which brings me to a question for you guys. Do you think a rookie rookie team will make the final? No. No. No, I... I don't think a rookie rookie team is going to make episode six. <laughs> no, hey, that's fair. That's, it's, it, it, <laughs> it is, I mean, the odds are not in their favor. Legitimately. And, and they realize it too now. They realize that shit. They are jumping on like, yo, we can't. As soon as this episode ended and we seen the two, two rookies who was teamed up, there's like, damn, we're two rookies. We know we're going to be targeted next week. Which we'll I talk mean, about that. Somebody was smart. Well, if you look at what happened with Corey and Michelle, they were tossed in repeatedly over and over and over again. Eventually, you can lose. You can't, like, it's very difficult to keep winning these eliminations. At one point, it, it's very likely that you could send home either on a technicality, you were having a bad night, or you're just sick and tired of going in, so you're like, fuck it, I'm going home. There's a very small percentage of challengers that have been sent into multiple eliminations in a season and even touch the final is a very small percent because eventually it's 50 50 but then how what are the odds you can win two eliminations now it's 25 percent, and then the next it drops to like 12 and a half percent it just keeps dropping the odds of you winning multiple eliminations it's just extra stuff on your game i want to see Absolutely. a list on how many people managed to survive multiple eliminations and still i'll make it, it up to a final. i'll draw it up i'll have it ready for next week <laughs> tyler's on it oh i've already, got, I've already got, got like it. i've already got like three three people that have done it and I can, I can list off just top of my head. Um, Wes did it with Casey, Wes and Casey on Fresh Meat. Casey, yeah. um, we saw Bananas do it successfully and win on Free Agents. Free Agents, that's right. Um, mm -hmm. We saw, I'm trying to think of another one. We saw Cook Laurel. And Cara. Uh, well, Cook and Cara went into a couple on uh, Rivals 2. We saw Laurel do it also on Free Agents. She went into three eliminate four eliminations. She won four eliminations that season and still won the whole thing. Oh, Jordan wore the worlds. Jordan, War of the Worlds. Oh, um, Jesus. God, I hate that yeah. guy, but he's impressive sometimes. 
You hate the guy. You don't hate the challenge. I hate the guy, but as a challenger, guy, <laughs> fucking amazing. <laughs> and I hate him so much. <laughs> but no, so we I mean, hate I, him because he's so good. We want him to be terrible. No, hey, like his personality. I hate him for a lot of reasons. But God, hey, Becky, on the challenge, he kicks a lot of ass. Becky, I appreciate you. Uh, all the challenge fans listening right now, live or listening later on. Top ten video coming out pretty soon with uh, vets and challengers that have survived multiple eliminations and still touched the final. Absolutely. All right, moving on to something a little <laughs> bit lighter. We see Using Big T noodle. and Logan. We see Big <laughs> T and Logan. Do we ship this? Yeah or nay? I ship Big T and they're so cute. Logan's a good guy. And they look like they really like the each peers. other. Like it's not he like for game. He does seem like a good guy. But it's yeah, not like it's but, for game. But being for the fact that it's not really for game kind of takes away for for a little bit. I'm interested to see how this plays out later on in the season. Wait, hold on. You think Big T is clocking this as a game move? I mean, Logan doesn't really hold I a think, lot of weight. What did I say last week? Big T is one of, of the recent players, one of the biggest snakes in the game. Mm. So it would not surprise me if she... No, but snake is not a bad thing. Snake means that you're able to move through like things, obstacles, and stuff that is in your way because you're flexible and you're able to adapt to your surroundings to get from point A to point B. So me saying that, I think that Big T, there's a possibility she could be playing him to advance her game. I don't, I, I, I don't think she is, I, but I, I doubt if, it. Two episodes, if two episodes Logan's come high, by... And, I doubt it. Yeah, but if two episodes come by and like she's like, yeah, this is all part of my plan. Like I would be like, yep, I believe it. Like Big T is a player. She's a she's a big game player, is what she is. Listen, it's hard all to right. fake that that really nervous, flirty thing that she was doing. Like that's legitimate. Like high school, I really like you. Kind of like giggles. Kind of an if she's doing that as an act, it's a very good act, and I give her the Academy Award uh, for acting on that because that's a hard thing to fake. She's like the opposite <laughs> of Tori right now. You know, she's, like, you know she's like, she's like, give me that hand to hold. And Tori's like, give me that, you know. Surprising, <laughs> you know, surprisingly, that we haven't plant. seen that much yeah. Tori this episode. This, I mean, Tori for the most part was kind of nowhere to be seen, but probably because she didn't do anything interesting. But I was just thinking, uh, you know, I always like to do things uh, as we go, and I hate jumping around time-wise, and I'm just not realizing that's kind of probably dumb. We probably should just talk about whatever we want to talk about when we want to talk about it. So I'm just going to go ahead and jump into this. Uh, originally, at the end of the A-Block drama, we see... Listen. That's my, that, was, that was my pen? I'm, I'm going to say, you are hardly ever going to hear me say this again. Josh was on point this fucking episode. Oh, Josh has shown so much. He has shown so much growth this episode, and I don't hate Josh. He's he's he's, it's it's easy to not like him, but I don't hate him. But one of the main things is, we'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek, Derek Kaczynski. So this is Paulie, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Car Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. But I don't hate him. But one of the main things is he was on point this episode one in the A block. We see him kind of keeping his big brother thing uh, together. My biggest question was, how would he do that? 
But later on in the episode, he kind of answers how he does this. He, he talks to the group in the beginning, say Amber is not nothing to worry about. Amber has to talk with Casey, nothing to worry about. Fessy still seems to be on the fence, but it seems to be under control. And Josh is continuously hammering this into him. And we see how it ends up at the end. I am so fucking surprised. I thought I always took Josh to be one of the stupidest motherfuckers in the game for the amount of power that he has. And he's actually not a terrible daily or, or uh, a competitor, even though he's suspect in eliminations. How impressed are we by Josh? Because I am fucking flabbergasted by him. I'm thoroughly impressed. Very. Very I mean, impressed I, by his gameplay this episode. You, you, you can tell that he is loyal to the people he's loyal to. And he, I just don't Florida think he ever had a problem. Really. Yeah. But I mean, he, he, even during like last season, he had no problem with Amber B. It was, he wasn't the one that was the issue here. Um, it was always Fessy and Casey that kind of seemed to drag him into these issues. Uh, with and Amber a, B. And I'm glad you said that because the funny thing is, it's kind of looking like he was right. Amber B won the whole thing last season. If they brought her into the fold, that would have been a lot of power for Team Big Brother. And this season, she's a champ. She's a vet. Why are you rejecting this help? Not to mention, because of your actions, you now, have made, you now may have opened up the floodgates for vet versus vet violence. Well, see, oh, here's the thing I was thinking about. We didn't protect about. Amber B. Why are we protecting the vets? Obviously, it's not a truce. <laughs> Obviously, it's not a truce. <laughs> Fucking fessy. I'm sorry. But, I'm really, really But angry. no, I, I mean, Kyle called it out the other day where he said, if you vote in a vet, is this opening up the floodgates to the rest of us starting to vote us all each other, you know, vote each other in? It's going to it's going to put, you know, blood in the water. Now, mind you, somebody was going to have to get voted in anyway. Um, but the fact that it, the way it kind of broke down was stupid. Do you think honestly, I have a question. Do you think that this is Fessy just being mad that he didn't end up staying with Amber B? Because legitimately, do you think he would have won last season had he stayed with Amber B? 100 percent sour grapes. Mm -hmm. He's mad that Amber B got a win before him. Fessy was supposed to be the fucking great Arab hope for Big Brother. He was supposed to come in, knock off heads, and do all this shit. And Amber B saunters her way and performs with CT and gets to win before him. He'll never, that's something he can never get back, being the first Big Brother winner. And everybody thinks he's supposed to be so great, supposed to do this. And he is one hell of a challenger. I mean, he is a elimination specialist because nobody wants it with him. And he wins dailies. Physical. Yes, Pam. Fair, fair Fessy has always we, sucked. <laughs> we haven't seen him in anything else. So I, I, I give him credit with that. And I think he I think he's really tight, really sour about the whole thing. Very sour. Very emotional move. We see when you make emotional moves that short term they look fantastic because you got them into elimination, 50% chance they don't come home. You just paired him up with uh Huey, who is not supposed to be as good because he's uh, scared of doing things, so he's not good at eliminations that he's also never done before. And that's always that's a weird thing. We'll get to that in a second of like people being like, put you put somebody in against somebody that's equal to them, motherfucker. It's a moment you don't know what's going on. You have no fucking idea what's going on mm. in elimination. But um, but really, this is the total emotional move. What I, what I don't get is that it does two things. One, it shows that he's willing to go after vets because he's emotional, which means. Why wouldn't he eventually go after Devin, who he's working with, 
Why wouldn't you go after Kyle, who called him out and called him a bitch last season? Why wouldn't you go after CT, who's like, hey, let's go at it? He's already shown he's made an emotional decision. That I just listed three guys that he can make another emotional decision against. Just off the top of my head, like, and I don't it know. It makes him but, untrustworthy. Uh, but back to what you were saying with Josh, Josh is somebody that I truly believe rewatches his season and is growing. I think he played a, um, from what I've heard, he played a, a really smart game in Big Brother of kind of leeching onto other people and like getting his way through and then one thing in the end. And I think he assumed that he could just do that when he went to the challenge of just like, I'm going to leech onto better players and they're going to carry me there. But he has to actually perform an elimination. So now... He's trying to think a couple moves ahead. Like we see at the very end of the episode, not only is he, A, he's still best friends with Fessy. So if him and Fessy fight, we've all fought with our best friends. And the next day you're like, I'm sorry. And you're good. But he stood up for Amber at such a hype level that now Amber is going to leech to him as a trustworthy person. He's also pretty much yelled at Fessy by going against the Vet Alliance, which now is going to show other vets we can trust Josh more than we can trust Fessy. He's putting up shields in front of himself. He's bringing stuff in to protect himself. You know what? We dog on Josh a lot. I think Josh is becoming a student of the game, and he's adapting from his flaws. I think so, too. I think this is going to, just just off of this one episode, I think this is going to, th- I think if Josh continues to play like, this, play like this for the rest of the season, he can make a final. He's like, still a meatball, possible. though. He's still a meatball. He's still a but... meatball. But, but I still think this season we'll see Josh go the furthest. You because know what they one, say. he's they not say pissing he's off a lot of people. He's not pissing he's off a... a lot of people. And this whole thing that he just did makes him look more and more trustworthy. Shit. Even I trust him a little bit more right now. And I view his gameplay a lot more positively. Becky. Well, I mean, you I think that's always been his his thing, where he's always super loyal. I, I haven't seen him really backstab the people he was working with. Uh, I think he's always been pretty good at that. Just War of the Worlds too. When he made the first move with Laurel to go against the Americans and he ended up putting in Wes with Laurel. But, but that's... But technically he wasn't really working with Wes. No. So but, but the, he but the didn't Amer- like Wes. The Americans so. no, did say we're not going to... agreement. It's the same thing Fessy did this season. But like, it, but that's still, it's minor. Like what you're saying, to what you're saying. It's still very minor to him. Like he's not backstabbing a best friend. I was going to say, to the people that he's really super close to, I haven't seen him ever be like, fuck you. But um, I think overall, he's learning to take some of the emotions out. Even though this show of emotion shows that he's still a very emotional player, just as much as Fessy is. The fact that he literally almost got into a fist fight with Fessy over voting in Amber B, it's it definitely shows that he's still playing a very emotional game, which a lot of people can use to their advantage. Now, do I think it makes him more trustworthy? I think that if I was on his side, if I was Amber B, I definitely would say this motherfucker's got my back down. <laughs> he did this in front of everybody, you know? And, you know, even the cast was like, why are you going, like, this is excessive. I understand she's your partner, but that's a little bit extra. So I don't know how it'll fare because it just seems like not a lot of people really like Amber B either. So which boggles my mind. I love her. I think she does great. I was happy that she won. Uh, Anita, uh, uh, our newbie joining us, uh, said this about Josh. Nah, he lied about Kells. Can't consider him trustworthy in my book. And I responded, 
but he's a rookie. He's more trustworthy uh, among the vets. Which she yeah. responded, over half the cast is rookies. I responded, not at this point of the game. I just wanted to point out how how right I am again. So I just, I just wanted to say <laughs> No, but, but, but on a real note, though, on a real note, though, like this is a, like everybody else that's watching, comment like Anita. Like, I like this. This is very good. It's, it's like, give us your opinions as well. Let us bounce off of you. Um, but overall, right now, my opinion in Josh is moving upwards. He's still a meatball. So. But I, I'm respecting him more. Uh, my opinions on Fessy, I'm still, I'm still trending up on Fessy. But I, I, but like he, he's, he's still showing that he's not a strategical player. Is all like that's his like one flaw. I agree with you hundred percent. He, for me, he was trending all the way up. This is a big roadblock. It's probably going to stay at the same spot for the next couple of episodes. He really needs to make this right. Becky, you were saying. I mean, I just think honestly. Maybe it's just because I'm seeing the same kind of drama over and over again. It gets a little bit boring and tedious. I think this is like just some an argument that Josh has had in the past. This is something that he's been doing. This is something he's been living. This is Josh. He gets into arguments like this. So, like, I don't know. Like, to me, it's just a little bit like, oh, again? He's fighting again? Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's so go ahead let's- can we talk about the daily? I'm, I was I'm, just about to go daily. there. Go ahead, okay, take it away. I read your mind. No, no, no. no. I, I just, I just, this yep. daily, I just wanted to say how much, I kind of said it earlier on the top of the show, but I really just want to appreciate this daily a little bit more because I like, I like dailies that challenge you mentally against your fears. They put you in situations where you're not like, oh, like I can do this because I, I freaking, I, I bench press every day so I can do this daily. Like, no, like <laughs> it's something that it challenges you as a human. So that's what I liked about it. But go ahead, Millie. Um, there's a lot of things I like about the daily. I do like the way it was set up. It's physical for the people who's on there. Um, and it, it involved communication, a little bit of running, got to figure stuff out. Uh, you got time pressure. You got two heats. This is, I mean, it's, they made it sound a lot more complicated than what it really was. But this was a good daily. These are the dailies that I uh, tend to love. I love complicated dailies. I love simple eliminations. I don't know. That's just how I feel. Um, there's a lot of great moments. I would love to talk about them. What were some of your favorite moments? Of course, we got Huey freaking out. We got uh, Kyle snaking Devin, which was uh, pretty fucking terrible. But I also think that people made it much bigger than what it should have been. And we got Esther and Fessy getting the W. Let's talk about the daily. Uh, what were some of your favorite moments? What were some of the things you disliked? Who wants to kick it off? I want to say that Amanda having the lung power to yell from that, that height, not, she's like, fuck this walkie talkie. You obviously don't understand me. Let me just scream it to you. I was like, well, you know, we all knew that she was loud and she's using it to her advantage now. Uh, That was funny. I enjoyed that. Uh, Poor Huey. He was like pissing his pants up there. Ashley oh, should have jumped up on there. Like, I love how Ashley you... just like looked and was like, I don't give a damn what you don't want to do. You're going to do it. Like, Get your ass oh, up there. Oh, yeah. No, nah, Ashley's <laughs> an absolute fucking bully. Absolute bully. She bullied him right up there. And Huey is so great to watch. I don't know if Huey has it in him to be a great challenger, but I am oh. enjoying him so much this season. Um. Even just for the entertainment factor and what he could bring in the representation stuff, he's foreign, he's gay, but he's also a boxer. So he could punch you in the fucking face. But 
I think he I brings like, a lot of stuff it? to it. Yeah. yeah. Let's, but I, I feel like, like wow. he brings a lot and, and he's enjoyable to watch. Despite what you may think about how he could do in dailies or eliminations or how <laughs> fucking Ashley just bitching him around. Every time he's on screen, it's memorable and you enjoy it. And that counts. So exactly. I I am not like a, a voice for the community or anything like that, where like I feel like I can like stand out as like somebody that can like like you know, like a hundred percent. So like, what I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to say is like a hundred percent I know what you're saying. A hundred percent support for me, like like for always uh, for the rest of my life, always. But like I can't like speak out as like saying somebody's the best representation. But from a straight guy's perspective, I feel that Huey is bringing more character from a gay challenger than we've had in a, like forever. Like it's if we look Shane back, go, go, like and Jose like, maybe. Okay, so Shane, Shane and Jose, but Jose's so limit like little like I'm trying to think of what it is. He has, he has such a small tenure on the challenge oh. that we can't really use him in there. Shane also takes big gas, but Shane's like very like controversial as well. He like pushes it a little too hard sometimes. But we look at other guys in the cast that go back like 10 years ago, but like Ryan, not that entertaining. Davis, not that entertaining. Tyler, more whiny than anything, but a fantastic <laughs> competitor. But like personality wise, Huey, I feel like is putting them all to shame. Just me personally. I think more than Corey. Um, yeah, because Corey comes comes off as like as his tweets and everything kind of comes off as like whiny a little bit. I think Corey's a really good physical competitor, but I think like Huey is Corey like and the, Huey are whiny. Corey has a huge arms. I noticed that today too. I'm just like, holy shit, this guy is fucking stacked. I think Huey though just has like a really good personality and a really good character. Um, and I think like he's one of those guys. Like we watched him in the, like in the daily. I'm too scared to do this, but he does it. He's in elimination he and he's, he's in elimination and he's winning and Corey's freaking out. And he goes, come on, you can keep doing it. He's cheering on the guy he's going against. And then a minute later, he's calling him to like, fuck off. Like <laughs> he's just a really good character. He's such a contradiction. I, like, we're, sometimes. Si- we're sitting here looking at like deliberation and he goes, yeah, I didn't know who to vote for last time. So I voted for me and Ashley. Like what? What? Yeah, I was like, 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 shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, like, he, he, like, he was right just now, like, Huey's my Huey is in my top three favorite rookies of this season right now. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Polly, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Cara Maria. This is a shout out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. I'm a I, huge would, fan. I would say so too. And you know, um, I was I would say I would definitely say, I mean, Michelle is actually doing yeah. really well too. Michelle, Corey too, because Corey's getting a lot of uh camera time. I think the challenge was expect I think production was expecting a whole lot out of him. Um, Huey's definitely up there. And actually, Esther, too. I wish yeah. we could see more uh, Priscilla and Tatcha, but I don't think they've bought enough. Because, come on, the challenge isn't here to waste talent or uh, waste good-looking, uh, uh, great moments or entertaining moments. If Tatcha and Priscilla was being that entertaining and had that many great moments, why wouldn't they show us? Is Easy, easy, easy. Tasha is a fantastic person. She's a great everything. 
Um, yes. He's scared I've heard of her fan base. Images. I've heard her fan base is pretty are. crazy. We, I have to be very careful, okay? You thought the like, Maria Army was a joke? Yes, we fully support <laughs> Tatcha and everything she does. Uh, yeah. Rumor is going around that she already signed her contract for season two, and we fully stand behind Tatcha and anything that she's doing. So, no, so what? No what, what with, it, the, with the Titans. New, new stand she's what, here. Where is she from again? Nigeria. 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 <laughs> yes. No, I got Only because we didn't remember the name, we never forgot. I was like, we know her. But the only thing I think of is the other thing that made me laugh was the fact that the accents were really throwing people off. Like, Emmy was like, you, she was trying really hard, but her accent is so like hard to understand for her partner yeah, that he was like, I, the fuck? I also believe that it, it, it's part of the draw, though. You know, these accents, the whole thing is international cast. And this has been going on for a bit. I don't think we're going to, I don't think they're going to give up on international cast for a while. They think that's really going to work. Last time I checked, um, not just America owns televisions. Not just America drives ratings and brings in money. Not just America keeps shows running. So while we're here let's go ahead and talk about it uh the challenge today's ratings wise, no oh. <laughs> ratings wise <laughs> the challenge hasn't been doing that well uh the lowest has been in years the lowest has been since pre-war of the world's day um yeah so i mean i'm still watching of course but what do you guys Obviously. think is the reason that we're not seeing the kind of numbers that the challenge is doing usually you can count on the challenge between one to 1.3 million on premiere night and now it's averaging closer to 0. 0.5, 0. 0.6, you know, a little bit under 0. 0.7. Can I be honest on why it is? Absolutely. Challenge fans are being super naive and not truly supporting their show like they say they will. Uh, what I mean by that is we see uh, a lot of rookies, no bananas, no Wes, no Jordan. Uh, they still haven't brought back Landon. Like, Things like that. Oh, Kara's not there anymore. Bring back Sarah and Evelyn. People live in nostalgia land and they think, oh, new is bad. But everybody on the challenge was once new. The reason why they're your favorites is because MTV took a risk and brought in a new person and they stuck around and you loved them. Simple as that. I think Kyle has been the best addition since War of the Worlds timeframe. Well, he came in a little before that. Vendettas. Vendettas, yeah. But ever since they started bringing in Brits, I think Kyle is one of the best cast members we've had in the past 10 years, personally. And I think because they take these risks, sure, you have duds. We have a, um, what's his name? The boxer guy. The guy who's still trying to get on the show? uh, uh, Yeah. Idris. Um, Idris. Yes. Yes. We have those guys. I like them, though. We get a Theo. We get a Kyle. I liked Idris. I didn't mind him. I like Theo. But like, like, like but the we, problem we, like, is well, Theo's not coming back st- because of the eye. That's the yeah. thing. But, they're they're but, concerned oh, about his eye. But it's a symptom of a bigger problem. We do get rookies that we do like. We do get personalities that we do like. And then after two or three seasons, they're gone. And it's the reason why we still clamor for Corey's. But even more so, Wes's, Bananas, and CT's. When it was the golden days, and we loved it so much, I think people do miss that. But I also do think that the challenge fans have to give everybody a fair shake. We got to give everybody a fair shake. We got to give people a chance. I don't think it's the rookies. I don't think it's the rookies. 
I like the rookies. I think the rookies are bringing in personality. I'm happy for that. I think it's the vets that are a bit stale. They want a rotation of different vets. That's the reason. Like Fessy's, um, what is it? Fessy, Josh, Casey, the, Nani. The well, is, Nani, not so much. Nani's still popular. The but problem like, is you have the these vets people. that do come back, we don't, we don't love them as much as we love some of the other people. If I have to hear Big Brother Alliance one more time, I'm going to start like hitting myself in the head because it's just the most obnoxious thing that I keep hearing. The Big Brother Alliance, the Big Brother Alliance, the Big Brother Alliance. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Nobody cares about the Big Brother Alliance. Yes, we all know about the Big Brother Alliance. Well, uh, something I saw, I don't know who I was listening to or whatever, but um, sometimes uh, the, when the related, like the challenge is so overproduced at this point is where the argument's coming into. And the relatability of it has dropped tremendously. And since fans can't relate to the show as much because it's so over the top, it's so movie-like, it's so presented in such a professional style, that that's also pushing away fans. Which is I a mean, real thing to talk about, but like... Look at the times- All-Star season. The All-Star season was hugely popular, and it was back to his more generalized format. That's just because nostalgia is a dangerous drug. That's all it yeah. is. Like, oh, yeah, we love the these guys that can't actually do any of the challenges. But we love them. <laughs> Because I saw him when I was 10, and I love everything when I, you know, so. The 90s were only know. 10 years ago, so people still live in that, you know? I could see right. yes doing a regular challenge. <laughs> I could see him doing that too, but I could also see him being boring as shit. Let's sure. go ahead and move on. <laughs> 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 Let's go ahead and move on to uh, uh, nominations and some of the stuff that happened before then. So before nominations, we get <clears throat> Kyle versus Devin. During the elimination, Lord. During the second heat, um, th- th- for some reason, I-, I didn't even get this. Th- does the second heat decide that uh, whoever's winning the most, we're not going to go after them? Where you know, could we want somebody to win this heat? We'll go after whoever's losing. Kyle, which I do believe this is true, just got kind of overwhelmed, caught up in the moment, and put Devin, his homie, in, and he just said he just wants to win. This leads to a big blowout. Everybody, especially the rookies, are salivating at the mouth. Like, these vets need to guard each other. They get into it, eventually squash it. What do you guys make of this whole entire thing that happened between uh, Devin and Kyle? I will go first. I do truly (laughs) believe that Kyle didn't have some big master plan that he was going to go after Devin. I do kind of think that everything was happening fast. And it, it just seemed like a good idea at the time. I don't really think he really thought that through because if he did, why would you go after your number one? It seems kind of silly, but I do understand why the vets and Devin was worried about the whole thing. But let's be serious. Even though Kyle is entertaining, he's not exactly the smartest challenger, even though I think that he thinks he's smarter than he is. What do you, what are your guys take? Uh, I agree. I mean, Kyle's never been the brightest crane in the cram box. Uh, but I think that he did get overwhelmed. You could tell he was torn on what he wanted to do. And he just kind of went with it. And I, I can understand when you're in the game, you want to win. So I can understand where his logic was, but it was stupid. He should have gone after Fessy, period. But that's neither here nor there. He did what he did. But, you know, 
Devin said it outright. We're two best friends and we're friends because we're dickheads. That's just what we are. So you're going to get mad at your dickhead friend for being a dickhead? Like. There's a fact. It's. <laughs> it is what it is kind of a situation. So when you look at it in the way like Devin, can you really be mad at it? And honestly, watching Emmy freak out the way she did, like, kick his ass. Like, <laughs> you fell in the water, sweetie. It's just calm down. <laughs> it's not that serious. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I agree. I think um, I think the whole situation is overblown, but I do understand Devin's frustrations. But then again, we have to remember, like, before Devin and Kyle talked, a lot of people were in Devin's ear as well. So, like, Devin's perception of things could change a little bit up till that point. For Kyle, I do believe it was heat of the moment. I don't think, like, I truly believe him. Like, like we've heard Kyle talk a lot. And, like, we, we see in the show, Kyle does, Kyle does a lot. And it normally was what makes him funny. He walks up and he's like, I would never do that to you. I love you guys. You're the best. And then it cuts to a quick clip of the camera. And he goes, I lied. I hate them. Like, it's, like it <laughs> happens all the time. But with Devin, it, that didn't happen. Like, I truly believe they're, they're really good friends. I think that they've bonded over common allies and enemies. And I, I just, yeah, I, I think it was a mistake. I think it was overhyped. I think people overreacted. I think people got in Devin's head. And then eventually, I think we got to the point where we should have been the whole time. But we needed some type of drama. Yeah. Let's go ahead and move into club night. And I want to say, hey, what's up, Lewis Brown? Thank you for joining us. And during club night, Corey approaches Fessy. They already read the writings on the wall. Michelle and Corey are one of the last rookie te- is the la- the only rookie team left. They know they're going in. Corey decides that he wants Huey, and Michelle decides that she wants Bettina, who has been, I mean, outside of that laugh, for the most part, uh, wallpaper for this whole thing. Once we get into nominations, nominations went real, uh, real interesting. What were some of your guys' uh, favorite moments from this? I mean, the only thing that really happened was Corey calling out Huey, and these two were going back and forth. Also, Michelle, she decided to pipe up and talk about how other people's uh, journey for this season has been a lot easier than hers. How much weight do you think her statements really hold? Or, and, and just what is your overall feelings of how this nomination um, uh, segment really played out for you guys? I, I mean, Michelle was eloquent. She made valid points. Um, she, she pleaded her case and Corey's case very, very well. Um, she didn't call anybody out by name. And, you know, it was one of those situations where somebody said, if you think that they're talking about you, speak up. And then Huey, for some reason, decided to jump in and announce himself, which, of course, makes it easy for everybody to be like, oh, it's Huey. (laughs) You know, I mean, Huey kind of I guess he was kind of feeling that they kind of made it obvious at that point. And if you're Corey or if you're any male competitor, who do you feel comfortable against? What are you going to pick a manual? I mean, what is that? Is it there's Huey a guy named said, Jeremiah on here, right? Who's like I do, why go against a six five athlete who runs and does a whole bunch of other crazy shit and he has size on him. If you're a male if you're a male about to go into elimination, Huey does seem like the best target. Or at least the most at least the target that you think that you would be the easiest to beat. And I think that's what Corey was going for. Yeah, 
You know what? You know what they should have done. They should have turned around. They should have just turned and looked, and they should have just like looked at like I don't know, something like Fessy. And it's been like Fessy. Who here are you worried about? Like, who do you think is one of the best competitors here? And then as soon as Fe- like I don't know, or somebody, you know, something like that, where like they say a vet's name, and you're like, you know what? I'll take that vet out for you. Here's what you got to do: put that vet in, let the agency vote me in, and I'll do all your guys' dirty work for you. Like, it gets everybody's minds thinking. You're kind of sitting here like, okay, well, we can still get a rookie team in and either they go home or they get rid of my biggest competition. Like you start, like you got to play with people's emotions and paranoia to get yourself out of situations. You have been watching this for way too long. That would never <laughs> fucking happen. I was going to say, either way, they're it still might, supposed to be but... focusing on rookies though. That's the thing. And the fact that, honestly, the fact that Vessi went after a vet in this case was very stupid. He should have just continued the course and gone after another rookie girl and gone after uh, Bonita and her weird seal. <laughs> Bonita. <laughs> Banana. Bana- I don't even know her name. But what is it? Listen, it's not it's not Bonita. I don't it's know what Bonita. her name is. Bertha. I don't know. But, but look, we, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> but everybody's seen, everybody seen the writings on the wall. <laughs> Everybody's seen the writings on the wall. It's obvious that Corey and Michelle are going to go into elimination. Let's go ahead and get into that. So as we get to the elimination, Fessy decides to give Corey what he wants and gives him Huey. No, no skin off his back. We all kind of seen that coming. When it comes time to vote for the females, <laughs> Fessy decides Sorry, that Anita. now is a good time to act on his his unfounded fucking paranoia for champion something that he ain't amber b and and blindsides her and votes her into elimination as josh is screaming don't do this change your vote don't do this you're fucking shit up um i've already complimented josh once today and it looks like i'm about to do it again uh the way that Mark he went your hard calendars for, yeah exactly the way he went hard for amber b was admirable that was his partner she was in his alliance he stood tall for her and i'm not gonna lie as much foul shit as i've said about josh over the years who he does currently have me blocked uh i gotta respect (laughs) it i got but and i had it coming but i respect it i respect it highly um i feel like this move spoke volumes about josh's character uh, do do I think he's trustworthy? I don't know. I wouldn't really say that. Do I like him? I wouldn't go that far. But I would say that the from what I've seen from him up until this point, I've been very fucking impressed, and and I respect the moves that he made, uh, standing up for his partner. Yeah, I mean he did the right thing, um, for her, uh, you know. But Josh has a lot of things for camera. So I guess I I also kind of wonder how much of it was for camera and for attention and also maybe to get a little bit of a fan sway towards him uh, for being a good guy or even just a play to try and play the nice guy and have the other vets and everybody think how loyal he is, which is also possible. I feel you on that. More than one thing could be true. Even if all of those things are true, I still think he did a really good and great thing, standing up for his partner. Truth. Tyler? Tyler. (laughs) 
Tyler. Sorry, I'm I, I'm doing math right now, and I'm trying to figure something out because it's something I really want to know. Um, which Ooh, I'll get to. What kind of math are we doing? You know, I hate to do uh, free math. No, no, no. It's, it's, I'm I, curious. Yeah, don't worry, don't worry. I'm doing it for free. Yes, <laughs> is, is, is that what you mean? Yeah. No, no, no. I hate um, to do math for no reason. <laughs> Okay. Math sucks. <laughs> I apologize. I was deep in thought right there. Can you give me a quick, I don't like to do this, but give me a quick run on what you just asked again so I can make sure. I feel like I know exactly. But uh, uh, Basically, um, your feelings on Josh standing up for Amber B. Oh, yeah, that's okay. That's what I, okay, that's what I thought. I was asking to make sure. Um, I think it was, yeah, I, I mean, I kind of already touched on it earlier. It's a very loyal move. It's smart. It keeps, um, it just shows all the vets that he's uh, here for the Vet Alliance. He's here for Amber. It also shows that he's not afraid to call out his own alliance member on doing something stupid, <laughs> which is all positive things. Like, I feel like, I don't know, it's, it's a very good thing. Um, I just, I don't know, I'm so impressed with Josh right now. Like, I watched this episode. If this was the first episode I ever watched of the challenge, I'd have been like, man, Josh is a player. Josh is good at this game. Just from this episode only. I like the way you said that. If this was the first episode of the challenge, you would think Josh is good at this. And I feel the same way, too. Except that this is like his fourth fucking season. And be on Twitter being like, why does everybody hate him? He's fantastic. I just saw. Do you not see this? Do you want to know my math that I was doing, by the way? Nine times eight. Pause. No, no, no. Okay. So because we were so pause because I took a little while because I don't have these numbers on top of my head and everything. So we're talking about rookies in this season and how everybody's like, oh, there's so many rookies and everything. It's so bad. So over the past 10 seasons, there's been 91 total rookies in the past 10 seasons, Jesus which is good for. Christ. Which is good for. From? Where did you get 91 rookies? Like, how did you count the, them? I went over every season real quick where you guys were talking. Ratio. Se- wait, no, it's seriously? a 9.1. I went over every season real quick, went over the people wow. that are on the show, remembered that it was their rookie season, but we averaged 9.1 rookies a season. Hang on a second. We have 19 rookies this season. You know, last time we had like rookies that high was World of the Worlds me. 1. No, World of the Worlds 1. I only went back past 10 seasons where we had 18 okay. rookies. Here's my thing. On World of the Worlds 1, some people, I'm one of those people, that is one of my top five favorite seasons of all time. It's a great season, satisfying winner challenging difficult uh satisfying returns and comebacks great season so if they had great season success when they kind of rebranded after the whole dirty vendettas reckoning trilogy and they kind of rebranded at that point going international why not keep bringing international rookies you know what i mean we'll be back in a moment you're listening to love war challenges what's good uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek, Derek Kaczynski. So this is Paulie, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Cara Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. We are totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. Like World of Worlds one is highly regarded by everybody as a top the top tier season. I'm I'll not gonna lie. The top 10. I I want to be able to watch the UK versions of like X on the Beach and Love Island, which we don't have access to, especially considering that we're bringing some of these people from these shows. I was like, I would like it. to be able to watch. It's, it's hard to find. Hard to find. I, for I me, just finished I don't want to put in the effort. 
I just finished watching uh, Survivor, uh, Australian Survivor All Stars. Like I watched the whole season because well, it was that's very a interesting. That's Survivor, but I'm just, I mean, but I'm just saying though. Like, we can how find many these people things. can you find trashy reality TV? Just like easy. <laughs> like, come on now. Like, Love Island is trashy reality TV, <laughs> and, my, so, and my, my so is uh, X on the Beach UK. I still want to yes. see it though. They're all, yeah, I agree. They are trashy. But my point to this is, I'm going to bring this up, and I'm make TikTok on this too. So we can establish this more, but like <laughs> we, we, the past 10 seasons, we've been averaging 9.1 rookies a season. Sure. This season of world of world one kind of, you know, extravagate that number, but more often than not, we have eight plus new rookies every year. And if we rewind back in the day, the reason why people are so kind of against this like rookie movement is because it used to be, oh man, they just brought in the four new real worlders and that was it, you know? That yeah. was what they, they like. There were seven real worlders picked from. They used to bring in three or four of the best ones, right? And that was it. If that, sometimes if that. less. Yeah. So, moving on to this elimination, it's kind of fucked up. Uh, the elimination is called Down to the Wire. Uh, we get there, we <laughs> Which see is a, a weird, <laughs> a weird name for what they yeah, were doing. I want like to, I want to, I want to call it that. Hmm. So. They got these pipes like the fucking Mario Brothers. And there's like two buckets on top, which has no point in the game. It's just there for to shoot out fireworks every once in a second. It's like, oh, how's this bucket going to come into play? It fucking doesn't. But I was hoping, I was hoping before you keep going, every time those went off, he would be like, what the fuck? Like every time. Like, <laughs> that would have been great. But he didn't do it. And I was like, oh, no, man. No, he didn't do it. He was way too fired up for any of that mess. Oh, he was so he fired was up. He was ready. He was so mad. they gotta be handcuffed <laughs> and they gotta move along this pipe when there's some obstacles, go to the end, get the keys, come all the way back, untie themselves. A lot of shit went down. Huey fucking spazzed out on Corey and he dropped the Mid key. Mid elimination. Mid elimination. Oh Did my God. Not... There's so many Did you great guys see things about this. This is, a... this is a spoiler for those of you guys that don't know and everything. I'm gonna do it. But like, do did it. you guys know CTs on this episode? Like, in the middle of that, CT had an interview where he actually was like, man, he was going at it with Corey mid-elimination. It's like the first interview CT's had outside of the pick-your-partner of the whole season. Yeah, I almost forgot he was even on it. It's crazy. He's, he's been like the, super low-key. He's like the greatest player to ever play this game, and he's had, like, five interviews all season. Well, he was, he was early in the season. He, early in the episode, he was hanging out with Huey, teaching him how to exercise on the ball. Yeah, true, but that's true. like, that's like, that was a good that's season. his role now. Why yeah. is every season he's just everybody's coach? That's what right. CT <laughs> is elder statesman CT. Hey, listen to me, kid. I'm going to give you pointers on how to win this game. Just make sure you don't fucking vote me in. You know what's kind of funny? nobody wants to go against him in elimination. Not a single person. No, because person. if you vote CT in, CT can row the whole house against you. If he feels so, miss. and even better, he might just decide, you know what, put me in the elimination. I'm going to squash this motherfucker. Do you really want CT on your whole ass? No. No, like, listen, can avoid CT it, still don't. got that reputation of don't fuck with him. He may kill you. Even though he's susceptible in eliminations, just like everybody else, who the fuck wants to take that chance? Okay, so I'm sorry. Oh my God. Sorry, you guys probably hear that. I'm sorry that I'm kind of, there's, uh, there's a dog fight going outside in my neighborhood and everything. So, uh, oh, um, North Dakota. Puppies gone wild. South Dakota. But, uh, <laughs> Get it like, there's right. There's a difference. These dogs and fences are a great representation of Twitter, you know? Like, you're a loud barker <laughs> when you got a fence between you and everybody else. But, um, 
but let's let's i have a, something that just came up to me like we talked about like the past couple of seasons ct's been like a, a coach right he's like a physical right. coach of like this is how you do this how do i get in shape and then we look at like wes wes has been one of those guys that like mentors guys on how to like play the game strategically then we look at bananas career. And, right but then but then we look at like bananas and we, bananas always telling people he's like coaching them how to like the social aspect of the game why do we not have any veteran females that don't do this as well? Like, why is it only the guys that are doing this? Or am I missing something? I don't know. No. I mean, I think you might. I don't think... It's a lot. Like, it's a lot. Like, like, like literally bananas has brought like Tony and Kyle under his wing. Here's the social game. Mm-hmm. Here's how we do this. Wes has brought in uh, pretty much the entire uh, young bucks and Devin. Mm-hmm. And it's like, here's how we do it. And CT is mentoring big t and now he's teaching Hueween. like everybody everybody like, gets advice from ct but like but like but they don't have to do that because all they're doing is helping other people no, to potentially I, beat them i think why you do we have to challenge females why Where not is Be- ashley Becky? and tori um um put trying to help nobody win their money they're Where's like this is my them? money oh yeah, but, if, but if like let's say this Anissa is the last season Let's say this is the last season the challenge ever has, and we fast forward 15 years. Hardly anybody is going to remember these people outside of hardcore fans. So wouldn't right. you want to continue to grow the game and the product that helped like establish your legacy and like help you live? Like, wouldn't you want to give back to it in some way as like a on-screen producer to help get these? I don't know. But why is that, Becky? Is it because like they're threatened by like the younger <laughs> women on the show and they don't want them taking up their like money? Becky. Well, because wow. I, I don't know. You I'm really, asking because wow, you really want to say know. women hate each other. That's what you're saying. No, that's what I'm trying to no, ask. No, but I do think I it's know. a valid question. Well, I think, well, you do see some people who do have legitimate relationship friendships that do help each other. Cam and Kara were uh, very much Eight like a nine. duo team that were really together. Um, they And they helped each other. Kara still hypes up Cam all the time. But I think that you at the end of the day. You do make a very I, good point. Kara did work, but she, but she, that was more in the game. She did work with a lot of females. She but, did work with a lot of females and a lot of rookies. She was a big uh, fan of the rookies. But what I think at the end of the day is, I think that I just in general, I mean, in life, we are taught to be very, um, I guess as a female, it's just one of those things where you feel like you need to compete and be better. And it's harder to, I guess, ex- you know, extend that out. Some people are better at it than others. It, I don't know if maybe it's just the competitiveness and they just want to win. And they're so wrapped up in their own life and their own dramas that they're really not into wanting to help anybody else out. They're like, I got my own drama, especially Ashley. Ashley always got drama on all of her seasons. <laughs> Do you really want to be mentored by Ashley? She got two, she got two chips. Um, Ashley, (laughs) I think Ashley is one of the most like well-rounded competitors for the females that the challenge ever had. Like she's good at all aspects of the game. She's all she's she's emotional though. She's very emotional. But she's she's top tier at that though. She's a top tier emotional person. She's top tier paranoia. But she's also top ten at puzzles and physical. So like you know, she is. You got to take the you got to take the good with the bad. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I don't know. It's just it maybe it's just a competitive aspect. Maybe the women are just more competitive and we're like, when well, we want to retire, we want to retire at the top. <laughs> That's fair. I was just I was just thinking about it because like we don't see it happen and I didn't know why. And I just feel like you're our 
you're our love war challenges um female expert. Well, I think maybe yeah. some of it isn't even shown either, though. I should be that's the streamer. You do, you, do have, you do have a lot of girls. That's fair. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's got a lot of girls at home. But like, I think that maybe I'm, I'm also not the best because I'm kind of more of a guy's girl. I, I have I always kind of related a little bit more to the gentleman than than ladies. That's fair. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, there are girls that are helping others, but maybe it's just not shown as much because you never know with editing if that's something. Maybe they're not helping them physically like ct's like a physical you see him helping them physically and little bits with the the stuff like in the background shut up don't say that what are you doing apologize motherfucker don't say anything else just say you're sorry but um but that's just experience Um, maybe maybe this is mtv's fault and we can just blame them because they don't because they don't want to like put these females in like this positive powerful you know mentoring light like they do for the guys because they're like trying to like change the guy's images. No, you know? no, no, no. Stick with your original thought. It's not happening. It's just not happening. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't see it happening because like, the biggest one to do it, like you said, is Listen, Anissa, women are Ashley and Tori, they're not as, doing it. Women are very much portrayed as, well, even look at the dolphins um, from, what is it, Vendettas? Hmm. Majestic uh, animals. No, the ones that was, yeah. uh, it oh, was love them. Sylvia, oh. Marie, Amanda, and Ashley. The dolphins? That's they were their dolphins. The they were dolphins. the dolphins. That's not their they're the lavender ladies. Well, they were they were they were also dolphins. I think it was dolphins when they had Marie together, but they were the lavender ladies when Marie wasn't employed. Oh, I've never heard. But I don't know. I've I heard, heard, of, I heard that. them as the yeah, dolphins yeah, yeah, as well. But yeah, they, they called them the that's dolphins. That's funny. But you know what? That's okay, funny. thank you. Okay. We're, so I was we're right. moving <laughs> we're moving on from the elimination. Let's go ahead and move Sorry. back we to the elimination. We have had women power couples, period. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure, but not a lot of women mentors. But back onto the elimination. They mentored each Huey other and got together. He on Corey, and then he dropped the key. He picked. He did the splits, picked up the key, and That was not the splits. Amber, yeah. But it was still impressive. I couldn't it do it. It was a more stretch. Than, it that was, was more than what Nelson splits. would have been able to do. Like, I think that's what Nelson I, was trying I, to get at when Nelson's he said Nelson's probably splits. one of the few who probably could have done, who probably could have pulled it off. Like, um, what do you make of Huey's big, bl- uh, uh, big blowout on Corey? Well, the beginning of it, I think, was him trying to help them out because the guy's like, we're stuck legitimately. And the guy's like, no, I had the same issue. You just had to wiggle yourself out of it. You'll be fine. Keep going. And then Corey's like, shut the fuck up. So I think the thing is, is he got defensive. Corey got defensive. Well, I think because, the pressure was on, so. I'm sorry. Yeah. As an athlete, if I'm getting my ass kicked and the person I'm getting my ass kicked walks up to me and is like, hey, man. I wouldn't be destroying you as much if you did this, this, and this. I'd be like, get the fuck away from me right now. Like, like you're, like you're, you're not giving only kicking, me this game right now. You're not only kicking my ass, but you're taking the time away from your game to try and help me because you're, you're oh, sad that you're kicking my ass. Like, I would have, oh man, I would have lost my shit too. Amber's but, like, no. shut the fuck up. <laughs> she literally, she literally, like, Huey's like a, a brand new puppy trying to, like, keep walking around. She's like, no, he, sit, Huey. Sit, look, <laughs> sit. She said, like, look at me five times. And he just kept looking around, like. <laughs> well, I swear to God, I, if her hands were free, she would have been like, Huey! <laughs> yo, there was so much drama and so much passion that was going on in that last minute. I, uh, a, a lot of the diehard fans really loved to see it. It was really, really awesome. Uh, I thought it definitely heightened up the, the tension in the episode. And it, it, I think this episode, uh, this season is really starting to blossom. So I'd love to see it. Let's talk about um, 
Huey and Amber B gets the win. They can't wait to rub it in their faces. Um, but at the end, uh, we get a really good moment from Corey. Uh, Corey feels like he was doing something that happens to the gay community a lot. And he underestimated Huey. And he felt that doing that to him is the same thing that society does to him. And he apologized for it. And I think he genuinely uh, felt bad about how it all played out. I don't think that he was thinking like that at, uh, in the moment. I think he just underestimated him because uh, amongst all of the rookie guys on who he should on who he could go against, who he could beat, I think Huey was kind of an obvious choice. So I understand why he feels bad, but I don't really think it was necessary. I think when you just look at the stats and you, and you look at the stature and you look at sizing and stuff, Huey is a great choice to pick to try to take out. And the way he plays the game, he's always scared right before going in. So I, I think he's feeling a lot of self-guilt about that. I really think he should be a little bit lighter on himself, even though it was good to see somebody being so self-conscious about that and caring about that and apologizing about that. I thought it was a great move. Ultimately, unnecessary, though. I think that he... I think it was a point where he was making it a little bit more um, than it was. I agree with you. I think that I don't think he targeted him because, you know, anything having to do with him being gay or anything like that, or because, I mean, he obviously is gay, but I think he just saw him as a semi weaker guy because the other guys look taller, stronger, more fit, a little bit more uh, mentally strong. I guess they're not like saying. they're not like like Huey uh, Huey's freaking out in like daily challenges yeah, yeah, more exactly. than anybody else. So I mean, he's still doing these challenges, but last challenge he had to jump off a cliff and he was puking before he jumped off the cliff. So and like one more reason why he's an easy pick. It, Easier it, I than think other a people. lot of people. Uh, anybody, Huey, I think Jeremiah, I thought I'm taking Huey any day of the week. I think a lot of people are looking at him as a layup. They're like, this is a layup win for anybody involved because he's not going to be able to keep it together and i honestly had a stomach ache because i was like he's not going to be able to keep it together and we're going to lose comedy and i'm going to be really upset because it's going to be so boring when he's gone you did keep it together <laughs> he freaked the fuck out on Corey. Here's, well, here, here's he was focused in the beginning then freaked out then refocused El eliminations are such great equalizers because like nobody knows what it is you're not prepared for it you can't predict and train and everything this is the reason, and I know I'm in the minority on this, why physical eliminations are kind of trash when it comes to the challenge, because it obviously benefits one person and it's designed to benefit a person. Like if you took two guys that were like the smallest guys on the show and put them in a hall brawl, it's entertaining. You yeah. get the two biggest guys, it's entertaining. But we get more mismatches than we do fair fights. So when you put them in something like this, where... Nobody's ever fucking done this before outside of maybe like <laughs> Cara Maria in her like 20s because she was into this type of thing. But like, <laughs> I just always think, wait, wait, I just wait. always, uh, I just always think of when they were going to do like the whole handcuffs and bars. And I just always like make jokes about because like her on like Rivals 2 and she was like, oh yeah, I got a little, I have a battery just like that. And I'd put it up to my nipples and everything's so, like, I just, <laughs> yeah, but, but like, then afterwards, she's like, this is not sexy singing. This is, this no, is, this is singing. but, but like nobody can like prepare for this. Nobody, nobody does this. And even if you try and, you know, train for like a, my hands are handcuffed. I got to escape through a thing. 
you're not training with a person that also has to do it with you at the same time. So that's why these eliminations are great. And it it's weird. This is kind of an upset, but it's not. I mean, because Amber like, B flipping over that bar oh, yeah. like she was so on a jungle gym. Moments. I loved but that's, it. That's why it's not an upset, though, because like Huey, you would think would have lost this. But like Amber B's a champion. Like she's won two eliminations before. I think yes, she's three she and oh now. Is. So like she's a champion. So if a champion beats a rookie, it's not it's not, you know, an underdog story. And but, a three and oh record. And I think Amber's also underestimated. I think that's one of the things with Huey too. Like I Huey's don't know underestimated why. and so is Amber. Only because she's small. Got, got chips. It's because so, she's small. Nah, but that's she got it. it done. I'm kinda mad at TJ. We never talk about this, but I'm kinda mad at TJ. What why are because, you mad at TJ? Because TJ was like calling out the guys and it was like, the women were totally respectable, and that's how you're supposed to win and that's how you're supposed to lose. And the men, that's not what you do. Which he's right. I'm not saying he's wrong. However, it, it, it took away a the, moment. In the realm of good sportsmanship. Yes, but it took away a moment that could have happened because once, once you know, once dad yells at you for fighting with your siblings like that, you're not going to turn around and cog off. That would have been the perfect time for Amber B to be like, that's why I'm a fucking champion and you're not, Fessy. Like, that would have been the perfect time. But she, <laughs> she couldn't because dad just, because dad Look just at like yelled at her. the show. No, she literally said, fuck big brother. She says, yeah, but fuck she Big Brother going up there. She should have literally looked and been like, Fessy, moves like that and how good I am in here is why you're not a fucking champion and I am. But she you, couldn't say that because dad Captain just fucking Hindsight scolded her. scripting the show. Yes, yeah, it would have been a great... I agree with you. It would have been a great moment. It would have been great. this is Captain Hindsight scripting the show. All right, I'm not going to about- lie... Hold on, I'm not going to lie. Captain I wanted to say Captain that Hindsight. I am super sad that she didn't say Big Brother sucks. Versus saying "fuck Big Brother," she. D- I really wish she had said "Big Brother." Sucks. I don't know because the "fuck Big Brother" is sounding like she meant it, so I was definitely oh, yeah. with it. <laughs> but right, I'm just saying, the, bringing Devin. Let's back talk about how the teams season. ended up. Uh, Huey picks nine. Number one draft pick. Amber picks Devin. Was CT because not of there? Josh and CT? It's no, smart. Josh, CT was pointing at Devin. Josh but, said, "Pick Devin," and then CT went, "Pick Devin" at the same time. It was of course. smart. He was because he's happy with his choice. Um, Ashley ends up with Josh, which I think is great. Ashley ended up with Josh. That's going to be a team to watch. Sloppy team, sloppy. That is a (laughs) that is a solid team. So emotion, so much emotion, so much drama. Team, it is going to be hilarious. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm, I'm literally waiting for them to go to club night next week, and like Ashley's crying over Nelson and Josh, like. You're okay. Get over it. And then they get home, and somebody yells at Josh, and he's crying. And Ash is like, "It's okay, Josh. We're fine." Like this is gonna, this team is gonna be so fucking entertaining. And I think this team is gonna stay together for a long. Team emotional. I'm here for it. I hear you, Anita. For it. Team emotional. This is gonna be so fucking great. Um, Emmy ends up with Gabo, and they immediately recognize like next week we're going in. They're ready. Their faces. Their faces are like. Fuck. I feel like I I'm not gonna lie I'm surprised nobody has targeted Gabo yet like like I'm surprised that Huey was targeted over Gabo. Well, he's because, not making like, no waves. He's not he he's not he's fucking just coasting and he's not winning. He's just coasting. But right now in the position he's in, coasting is not a good thing because all the means is he's gonna stay here for a couple more weeks before his number gets called. Yeah, because if they keep taking out the rookies, his number's gonna get called at some point. 
and probably more sooner than others. Because now that Corey's gone, Gabo is one of the next biggest guys. I mean, he kind of just like foreshadowed next week for us. Yeah, he, he was really like, did. Well, looks like they're coming for us. Like, really did. All right. That does it for episode four of the challenge, season 37 Spies, Lies, and Allies. Thank you guys so much for spending your time with us. Make sure you check out shopthechallenge.com and get all of your custom challenge gear. Make sure you visit shop.lwcpodcast.com to get all of your Lovewood Challenges gear. Uh, we're going to have a new run up. I didn't even tell you guys I've been making some new shit. We're going to have some new shit up uh, by next episode, so make sure you keep an eye out on that. Make sure you follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Deezer, iHeartRadio, Spreaker. Wherever the fuck you get that shit, we are there most likely. And if we're not, let me know because I'll get us there. Make sure you follow us on TikTok where we are killing shit. I love what challenges. Make sure you follow us on Facebook at the same place where we are also killing shit. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at lwcpodcast.com. And we really got to work on our Instagram. That shit is a fucking graveyard. But outside yeah, of Matthew. that. <laughs> follow up. I handle the Twitter account. Get out of here. <laughs> and you know what? Hey, and also, also, if you stuck around for this entire episode and you're watching us on YouTube, go ahead and comment down below your favorite part of this episode and give us your thoughts. Have you changed on Josh at all? Like, do you like him more? Hate him more? Like, where are you at? Everybody got to have a little bit more from him. And check this out. I know you guys don't know this. <laughs> we read all of the comments at some point. So we would love to hear from you guys. Uh, all the people on with us, thank you so much for joining us live. We appreciate it. We love you guys. You guys give us the most valuable thing at all. Your time. We love that. Thank you guys so much. Um, that's going to do it for us. Anything else before we get out of here? That's this is one of my favorite episodes we've ever recorded. This less was scripting, a great fucking episode. Through. It was open forum. Yes, absolutely. Scripting. The only Pam, one that scripts always anything. Love Josh. Is, is... Well, I just mean, I just Ew, mean like Pam. we follow, we follow the order of the show. Like, that's what I mean by scripting. Like, we're in a certain oh, order, but okay. now we're not. I like it. Yeah. I'm just yeah. saying, Fuck I love you, Pam, order. but that's terrible taste. We're freelance <laughs> podcasters now. Yes, Anita, Chico, Pam, everybody who joined us tonight. So many the name. Uh, Lewis Brown. Thank you guys so much. We are out of here. Once again. Love you guys. I am MTV Malik. He is Tyler Louder. She is Becky at Gift Master Bex. Ooh. This is Love War Challenges Podcast. Good night. Bye. Bye. <laughs>